This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On the weekend where Ipswich Town could amass 100 points, and 100 goals for the season. There's only one coronation which matters to the people of Ipswich this weekend. Who's going to win the League One title? This is the Blue Monday podcast. So did trophy for all the monarchists there who I'm sure I pissed off already. Please stick with us. That'll be the last joke about the monarchy. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Rich Wooded and this is the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Ground Pub in Ipswich. We're available. Well, this is for the last time this season, but in the normal season, we're available every week on YouTube video and podcast audio shortly thereafter. And tonight we are live, so we want to hear from you and joining me. It's like the last day of school, Seb. Do we bring in Buckaroo? Do you bring in your game gear, your Sega game gear? Seb Brown's here. How are you, mate? How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, it's it's, it's very much got last day of school vibes, hasn't it? In a minute, we'll wheel a big television in on the stand and we'll just press play about Fleetwood and we'll just sit in the corner and not care for, <laughs> for an hour or so before the bell dismisses us. Yeah. Are you doing all right, though? Had a good week? I mean... It's been it's brilliant, good. hasn't it? It's been phenomenal. I've been reading the comments before we went live and loads of people are still, you know, on a high and buzzing. And yeah, it's just been fantastic. What's frustrating for me, though, obviously, being up here, I've been talking about it in work and everyone's just like, oh, you went up, did you? Yeah, brilliant. You get partridge. I'm friends, like, I'm you? like, no, but, but you don't understand. You know, it's been 20 years and it's four years and they're like, all right, well, well done, well done. And they just, they just can't <laughs> grasp the joy that I felt for the last sort of seven days, or, or sorry, the last two weeks or so with, you know, Peterborough, Barnsley, Exeter and the, and the celebrations that followed. So selfish. People of the North selfish. are selfish. I had a congratulations Teams message from my boss. I took Tuesday morning off and my boss had left me a message saying, because I mentioned it to him, he doesn't care about football. And he said, I saw the scores and thought of you. So I got something a little more vaguely positive from my colleagues up in the Midlands. But yeah, it's been a, it's one of those weeks where, well, it's it's not one of those weeks. This is really weird, isn't it? We haven't really, like, I've wasted so much, not wasted, spent so much money on ITFC related merch. The, the wall behind me, I'm going to have to do some jiggery poker in the off season, I think. And you I feel likewise. This space is now will be full next season. I've got okay. five things on the way, I think. I wow. just keep logging on to Twitter and seeing stuff and going, oh, I'll have that. Oh, I'll have that. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got got some beer mats to give away later on, so stick around for that. But let's say hello to everyone in the chat. Thank you, everyone who's got in their early doors with the chat. Evening, Lee. Evening, Charlie. Um, Charlie's got faith in Port Vale. We'll definitely talk about that. Um, FPL Tractor. Uh, Kirk, I want the title now. I wasn't so bothered before. <laughs> we had a week, haven't we, Kirk? It's all died down a little bit. Philip, Mark, good to have you with us. Um, but Moscow Blue Mule has kind of set the chat alight with this question, Seb, uh, which we'll debate just now. Chaps might not be able to get online for the live show. So my question, hope to hear it. Well, there you go, Moscow Blue Mule. Um, 100 goals and 100 points and no title, or the title on goal difference after a nil-nil draw with Fleetwood. What's your preference, Seb? 100 points, 100 goals. No other EFL side's ever done it. Man City did it, was it five years ago, six years ago in the Prem? So it is truly record-breaking. And in 
10 years time, no one's really going to remember who won League One in 22, 23, apart from Ipswich and probably Plymouth fans. Whereas if we're on that short list of sides that have done both things, you know, quite a lot of sides have got over 100 points, quite a lot of sides have got over 100 goals, but no one bar Man City's ever done the double of them. So I'd, uh, yeah, that's the one for me. I'll happily finish second as long as we can get that record. Yeah, I, I I concur with that, I think. And chat does as well. We mentioned Neil. He says 100 points, 100 goals. Kurt mentioned he wants the title. Um, FPL Tractor, I'm more fussed about 100 points, 100 goals in the title. There you go. Uh, is this is this because uh, Plymouth are possibly favourites for it? Well, yeah, is I mean, this like our title in a way kind of thing? I mean, great <laughs> to win it, obviously, but... Yeah, both, I mean, but... yeah, but I mean, Plymouth, it's, it's not that straightforward. I mean, they're probably going to win 5-0 now, but they've only beaten, I think, um, Port Vale once in the last eight, and Port Vale, don't forget, went to home park and must have been the first side to win there this season after Plymouth's incredible yeah. home run. So it's, it's not a complete... Gimme, neither's our game to be fair. Both games are difficult. We're both away from home, but um, but yeah, it's not a complete gimme. But no, I agree with FPL. Yeah, come on, you got you you got to describe Port Vale in a, in a way that our previous manager might have. Come on, it's set up there. Say it. What? There are no mugs, Port Vale. Oh, okay, right. Come yeah, on, no Seb. Come on. One job, mate. I'm saying he's miles behind. Here. He's not our previous manager. He's miles behind yeah, now. Previous, I was thinking, Paul Cook. You're the one that does the Paul Cook impression. <laughs> What's he expecting here? The no mugs. The no mugs. <laughs> uh, Michael, good morning from Brisbane. As um, can we stay calm um, as the players? If Plymouth go a goal down and we're drawing nil, now I'd, I think all guns blazing. Just bring it on, Nick. Um, been a great week. Now just get 100 points. There you go. Hello to Russell. Um, Hello to Tony. I've just spilt my beer. Must be all the excitement, even to Matt. Um, Philip, I'm not fussed about winning the title. I'm just looking forward to next season. Yeah, Matt, title a bonus. Automatic promotion. That's the real quiz. Uh, even Gary, okay? Everybody okay? Checking in. That's what we want. And Romeo as well. Everyone had a good week. Um, evening all, MW. And yeah, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to come back um, to the chat. A lot of you here. Um, so we want to hear from you as we go. We're going to do our usual, um, we're going to cast our eye at Fleetwood. We're going to give you all the insights. We're going to make you feel like you're super intelligent, whether you're at Fleetwood, at the Beanback, or watch it Beanbag, Beanback, uh, or watch it at home with whoever. Uh, we'll give you all the insights there. But we've got some bits and pieces of news there. But it's been a busy week, as we've described. Worth mentioning lots of awards. This is the season, tis the season for awards. We've got manager of the month we've got player of the month for april in kieran mckenna and connor chaplin and connor chaplin with a clean sweep of end of season awards the players player the sponsors player the goal of the season etc um it's been i mean it's not a surprise is it what a great month we've had and you've mentioned here that obviously mckenna is a it's a double bubble for him, isn't it, March? And two months, yeah, two months on the bounce to reflect the incredible run we've been on. I mean, seven wins and a draw from the eight games played in April, 27 goals scored, two conceded is insane. So I think he was pretty much a gimme for it. And Chaplin, 10 goals in the month of April as well, including the hat trick against Charlton. So really, really well deserved as well. I missed what was the goal of the season? I missed what actually got the vote. Was it Derby? Chaplin? Was it was it, yeah, Derby. Derby goal. Okay, yeah. Fine, yeah, fine, fine. In, a, in a weird way, it's kind of a, it's a team goal, isn't it? Um, rather than a piece of individual brilliance. But I can see why people gave it because of the team. But yeah. I guess I kind of feel a little bit sorry for the likes of Sam Morsey, um, who's essentially going to, you know, he's we say eight out of 10 every week, isn't he? But hasn't got any, uh, it's not about the awards, is it? But I'm sure deep down footballers quite like an endorsement. And, you know, George Hurst against Barnsley or Torres Jodgers against Shrewsbury. Those are, you know, individual moments of quality, aren't they? Which you could maybe make an argument for giving them awards? Yeah, we chatted about it on the on the live show on Wednesday night, I think it was. And I said Broadhead for the free kick against Sheffield Wednesday because that's a moment of kind of, you know, individual absolute brilliance in a time we really needed someone to kind of step up and, and take the game by the scruff of the net. But I can see why the, why the Derby goal won. It was an absolutely phenomenal goal. Chaplin's the one, obviously, in the right place to finish it off. But didn't Dave describe it as the best goal of its kind that he's ever seen from an Town yeah. side? So when you've got praise from the legend that is David Diamond, you know you're doing something right. Yep, exactly. There's the endorsement there. Um, there you go. Um, Philip confirming our, our details on, on Port Vale and Plymouth there. Um, lot of stuff in the chat. Um, we will do kind of Q&A at some point, so maybe save them up. But do there's a lot of interaction going on there, so we'll keep you guys ticking over and we'll dip in and out, but we will come back and have a proper chat with you guys shortly. In terms of other bits of news, worth noting, uh, it's unavoidable, sadly, a clash with 
the end of the men's game at Fleetwood and the women's game at home to Oxford, but they have got a potential title decider themselves as well against Oxford, the rearranged fixture against Oxford, uh, which happens alongside Watford's trip to Billericay. We're after a favour from our Essex colleagues in Billericay, just need Watford to drop a point, two points, whatever there. Um, that would be fantastic, but town need to beat Oxford um, to get over the line. As always, it's a north-south playoff, so the title is, is not guarantees. Uh, I haven't looked. It's a good shot. I there think about, it's not. I there think were three forest. teams hunting it down. It was Wolves, Burnley and Forest, but it, possibly Forest, but we need to get the job done on Sunday first. Worth noting, we, you talked about the excellent form that has earned McKenna and Chaplin at EFL Awards. ITFC women unbeaten in 10. Of those 10, nine are wins, of which nine are in a row. Eight clean sheets in those 10. And there's only two goals conceded in that run as well. 26 goals for eight. They were winners last time out at the AGL Arena against Cheltenham. So on a really strong run of form, everyone here, I'm sure, wishes the Trats girls all their very best for that fixture. It's a real shame that they can't have a bumper crowd. I'm sure there'll be good numbers there. Uh, but we send the Joe and the team and, and everyone going on Sunday um, all our very best. Cheer on the Tractor Girls for us. And hopefully we've got another promotion to talk about. That would be great, wouldn't it? I think that's it, Seb. Should we talk about Fleetwood for a bit? I need to say thank you to David. Uh, as usual, being super generous. Thank you, David. Appreciate the super sticker. If you want to do likewise and you're on YouTube, then uh, down at the bottom in the chat, there is a super chat button. But... Uh, we just love a thumbs up as well. Thumbs up and a subscribe. Let us know you're there. We really appreciate those. Let's have a um, let's have a chat about Fleetwood. Tell us all about them, Seb, because uh, Fleetwood is, I thought, was going to be one of these results, the home match, where we look back on it at this time, kind of at the season, and think, man, if we held on and got that three points, we Don't would have been in it. second place. But now it doesn't matter doesn't matter that's the great thing about it all those horrible spawny jammy deflections post the 89th minute no longer matter no one cares we're all happy yeah they're they're doing all right this year they're sat 13th in the league with 57 points they've improved massively year on year last year they kind of finished on 40 points and only stayed out of the bottom of the relegation zone on goal difference so a really really good kind of comeback after a pretty poor uh league last season played 45 games won 14 drawn 15 lost 16 scored 51 goals conceded 49 so a goal difference of only plus two the last six is three losses two wins and a draw the defeats were cambridge bristol rovers and burton the draws forest green and the wins were accrington and mk dons and their home forms kind of all right 28 points from 22 games they have only lost one of their last eight at Fleetwood, which is, I, I can't remember what the name of this. Is it Highbury still? I think still so, yeah. yeah. We should know that. One. I mean, that's basic stuff. For us, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I probably should have checked right the name. Now. Keep going. I should have checked the name of the ground when I was doing all the research for them. Uh, only lost one of the last eight at home, which is pretty decent. It was Bristol Rovers a couple of games ago. They've kind of beaten the teams you'd expect. So Cambridge, Morecambe, Lincoln, MK uh, and Peterborough. So they're, they're, they're kind of doing okay. But compared to where they were this time last year, also they had uh, Stephen Craney was, wasn't it, who ended up leaving them in the in the summer. And they, they point Scott Brown, which I guess could be seen as a kind of, you know, he's a rookie going into management. Really, he had the, the player coach role after he left Celtic, but it could have gone badly for them. But to be fair, they've bounced back pretty well after last season. Yeah, it's, we'll talk more about Scott Brown in a second, actually. Let's come back to that. But yeah, you mentioned that a pretty decent run at home. Um, the win over Peterborough kind of jumps out as a, as a good result. But as you say, the beating, they're kind of a flat track bully a little bit. And that's how you evolve as a team at League One level. If you've got some ambition, isn't it? That's what Lambert was doing for a while. We couldn't beat the teams in the top six. And that got us safely to 11th spot, um, which is probably the aspiration for Fleetwood. But it gives them a position to build off. And they've, they've recruited well as well. There's some good players there that I like. Um, so yeah, fair play to Fleetwood. It'll be interesting to see how they fare. I mean, we won't give a crap about League One next season, with all due respects. <laughs> really? Are we not? Are we not going to revisit League One? <laughs> We're going to do League One predictions every week yeah, yeah. next season, just to <laughs> remind everyone: don't forget where you came from. But you know, in terms of giving respect to Fleetwood, it seems like everything is set up quite nicely there to to maybe make a push for the playoffs, perhaps next season. 
Yeah, I think I had them. Did I have them? Them and Shrewsbury were my mini dark horses in the pre-match. I had them finishing um, mid-table in our recap with Gab mid-season, I think. I yeah, and, and after, a, after a year like last year, you know, where you come so close to falling into League 2, all you can ask for is a bit of stability this season, given the new manager coming in and there's been some fairly high kind of squad turnover. They they really did well in January. I think they really bolstered well in January. We'll come on to their, their business and stuff with the, with the strikers they brought in. They added goals to the team and, and they must be pretty happy. I mean, I was watching the, the pre-match presser with, with Brown today and he was saying, yeah, you know, it's been a, a, a decent season you know it's like I said it's his first real one in management so they can only really be happy with a, a comfortable kind of stabilizing season and then look to push on next year I guess but like you say we won't give a crap next year about <laughs> uh last time out no surprises really uh, no, I lost, yeah lost 2-0 away to Bolton striker Jaden Stockley sent off just before the hour mark for violent conduct now I, I think I think he pulled somebody's years. hair and then threw their hairband or something. So it was, it was really hard to shoving as well. But yeah, yeah, it was hard to make out in the in the um, in in the replays and stuff. So that's football in 2023 for you. you get a red card for pulling hair and stealing a headband. 44% position. They actually had more shots than Bolton. 14 uh, shots in total. Five were on target to Bolton's 11 and three. Only created one big chance though. And and yeah, we, they have appealed the red card for Stockley. I haven't found any information if that's been successful or not. They did appeal it, but I don't know if he'll if he's a feature on there on Sunday or not yeah it's gone a bit ominously quiet hasn't it um, yeah let's talk about uh let's talk about the last time out against us then uh, not that we need reminding we've talked about it was it Friday night it was it was during, it must yeah, be during the World yeah. Cup I guess was it that's why it was on a on yeah, a Friday okay. night they, they were moving games weren't they because of the World Cup schedule so yeah really weird game this one I think I was on the flagship or the immediate post-match reaction or something and I remember discussing it thinking it was a really strange performance because we obviously we drew 1-1 it's a 93rd minute deflected cross equaliser from Kieran Nonsense Hayes. I think it's Burgess. Hit Burgess, didn't it? And flew into the top corner. The one place Walton couldn't, couldn't get anywhere near it. But it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Because quite a bit happened. We had Adam Rooney winding up the entirety of the of the ground and all the all the players. Josh Earl, former fairly useless loney, got <laughs> sent off for gesturing to the crowd on the equaliser. And then within seconds, Jackson goes down the other end and I remember thinking it was a blatant penalty. I wasn't there. I was yeah. watching it on iFollow. I but think it was a penalty, yeah. Yeah, within seconds of the equaliser, for some bizarre reason, the ref doesn't give it when, you know, the easiest thing to do, I don't know if he's scared of Scott Brown, the easiest thing to do is to give the give the decision the home fans' way, given that you're at Portman Road. But yeah, really, really strange game. And bizarrely, it was one of the few times, it might have been the first time, that a side had more possession than us at Portman Road. They they finished with 53% possession. And we were doing weird things in that game. I remember Wes, Blur, but Wes Burns kind of doing a, a little kind of flick halfway in his own half in the in the second half that gave the ball away and created a chance for them and Joe Garner kind of came on and he had a good header save from a corner and yeah just a really strange weird crappy <laughs> league one game which thankfully now we can look back on and kind of laugh about but yeah it was that that kind of run of form where everything just seemed to to go against us didn't it it did uh some chat luca john walters is their director of football yeah. ever saw recruitment in january uh fpo tractor i'd be surprised if that red card is reversed pretty sure pulling hair is considered a red card offense i don't know if you're being serious not fpo tractor there but we'll go with it um robio remembers really a horrible night he was um, horrible. sam might leave on him on sunday <laughs> uh ref that night was scared of the thug really says no i think that was fair enough and yeah weird that Joshua was then sent off for something that we didn't see. But yeah, one of those weird games that you, as I said before, you kind of fear might cost us, but fortunately it hasn't. Let's talk about, uh, we were talking about last season. Let's talk about Scott Brown then. Because I, my perception going into the season was he could have possibly been a bit of a Roy Keane type, like rule through fear. And maybe that's the case, but it does feel like he's a little bit more, uh considered maybe in his approach obviously he worked worked his way up through the cut i think he coached at uh, celtic and aberdeen a little bit as well but um decent first season isn't it he's done all right hasn't he yeah he's kind of he's, he's grown his hair out so he's no longer the the, the kind of the, the the skinhead kind of one you saw on the old firm Derby, hey, hopefully Jaden stockley people. isn't going to pull it and yeah, yeah he's, he's smashing into people in the first minute so he's done he's done fine this season 31 percent win roll his first proper managerial position he did a bit of coaching after he left celtic i think he went to hibs didn't he for a year and he was kind of player coach he replaced Stephen craney who left and went to uh uh went to i think he's wigan youth coach now isn't he and, and he's done he's done fine like you say 
sometimes you look at kind of the players who've won so much and played at the top of their trade, like when Roy Keane came to us, and there's always a bit of, are they going to be tolerant of players that simply haven't got their own ability and, and, and are struggling to do the things they're trying to impose on them in training? But he seems to have done okay with Stephen Whitaker as his assistant manager. He's, he's best known for his playing spell in Scotland, isn't he? The 10 league titles, six Scottish Cups, six Scottish League Cups, including he's done a quadruple treble. He won the treble four times. Uh, I think every time was a Celtic captain. So a ridiculous honours list. And he seems to have done pretty well at the uh, at the management game as well for his first year. What's he ever done? What's he ever done? Goodness me. <laughs> uh, talk to us about his tactical preferences and leanings, Deb. Well, it's, a, it's a kind of a four at the back. I mean, the caveat before we do all this is that it's the last game of the season. They have Get nothing in, to mate. play for. You might well see changes and, and random kind of, you know, selections come in from left field that no one's expecting. They've traditionally been a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 side. Same thing. You just advance the, the central midfielder slightly. They've used 4-2-3-1 16 times and 4-3-3 10 times in the league. They dabbled with a back three at times towards the start of the season, but it's been pretty solid back four for the last kind of two two months or so. And pick out some key names. I could see one or two that are familiar. Yeah, well, Jay Lynch, the player of the season, he won both the supporters and the players player of the year. He's the keeper, 12 clean sheets in 44 appearances. Sean Rooney, as we know, is the hey. pantomime villain. Six goals and four assists in 38 appearances from kind of right back slash right wing back slash right midfield. 13 yellow cards, which is the second highest in the league behind Charlton's George Dobson. So he's still a dirty bastard. <laughs> uh, Toto, I ironically, when we do the pre-match graphics, some of you might see where we, we, we discuss the player to watch and the manager and stuff. I was going to put Toto as the player to watch and I was going to find ironic stats like how many penalties he'd given away or how many errors had led to goals. But I thought I'd be nice to him because he got dog's abuse last year when we went to Fleetwood. So he might well start. Josh Earl had an injury, so Toto had been a bit of a bench option, but he came back in last weekend against Bolton. Uh, so he might well be one of the starting centre-backs. He's got the highest blocks per 90 in the league with 1.4 per game. I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Is that him being alert to danger and throwing himself in, in, in yeah. line or is that him but is it him making up for his mistakes and giving the ball away and then throwing himself in front, oh, of, the, well, uh, yeah, in front of the shot it's, it's, it's a level of detail we don't have but <laughs> yeah you can draw your own conclusions from that folks it's an interesting Celtic debate going on here by the way uh, Romeo the- Scott Brown v Paul Lemmer who's the biggest Celtic legend <laughs> well Paul Lemmer's only played one played in Germany yeah won the Champions League so there you go uh, for your chat, so go chime in with my thoughts. Lambo play for Celtic, um, yes, the, the big clubs there. Um, but otherwise, uh, Josh Bell is a player I've always quite liked. Uh, yeah. Maybe a few years back when he was at Bolton, could play right back, centre back, midfield, right wing, I think a little bit. So a bit of a utility man, but seems to be a central midfielder now for them. But there's there's not too many familiar names said at the moment, is there? No, Lewis Warrington's kind of a central midfielder on loan from Everton. He's young, he's 20 years old, so he might get a, get, get a start. And they've got a bit of kind of is it quality on the wings, kind of young players on the wings who are capable of doing things on their day. They've got a guy called Promise. Can you say the surname? Because I'm, I'm a cherry. That's the one. Uh, he's got five goals and an assist in 27 appearances. Phoenix Patterson on the left, one goal and four assists in 17 appearances. And kind of the star man is a guy called uh, uh, Carlos Mendes Gomez. He's on loan from Luton, on loan from Luton in the championship. He's been out recently, but he, he came back against Bolton last weekend. Seven goals, two assists in 31 appearances. He's missed the last month. So I'd imagine if Stockley is suspended, because Stockley's kind of been playing the slightly withdrawn striker role, a bit like McGoldrick when he was up front with Murphy. You know, he's not really a 10, but he's kind of there or thereabouts with the, with the central striking role. They might do a rejig and uh, Mendes Gomez might come in there. And then it's a familiar face up front in Jack Marriott, who they signed from Peterborough. Decent business, that, I think. Obviously, he's never going to get a look in at Peterborough with Johnson Clark Harris banging in 25 goals for the season or whatever it is. So he, he signed for Fleetwood on a, on a permanent deal last January. And he's done okay. He's got six goals in 18 appearances. So good that he's found a home. I seem to remember, he always kind of, does he celebrate over the top or has he got a bit of a needle with the North stand? I might have imagined that. I remember mm. him... I seem, I seem to remember in one of the games somewhere, I know he was let go under a bit of acrimonious circumstances because didn't mix a, came back from preseason really fat and he was, <laughs> he was, he was going to be the, the next big thing. But McCarthy said he came back in I, an awful. I thought you were going to use more professional terminology than that, Seb. But it's Sorry, clearly was, the was, end of the term, guys. So his, his, his body mass wasn't, 
his body mass wasn't triggering the right metrics. BMI was, yeah. That's the was, one, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. But no, he's six so, goals and 18 appearances is pretty decent. I think yeah. he scored a couple last week or week before last, I think. So, yeah, yeah. definitely a threat. Hat-trick um, recently as well. So yeah. Worth noting, um, his Sean, one of our Telegram VIPs, not too sure if it's been mentioned already, but Fleetwood had their awards event last night. Bizarrely, it included a chairman's player of the season, which was awarded to Josh Earl, on whom Mike O'Leary would have given our player Morsey. of the season. Or his Morsey, player because season. because, yeah, O'Leary's calm and collected and he kind of sees the big picture so i think he'd have gone more to recognize his kind of value to the team and being the steady hand week in week out there you go well that's um <laughs> interpret that how you want folks uh cory adaba's there though he won't be playing on saturday no he's sunday. yeah he's no one's no gonna one's play on sunday. yeah it's sunday everyone remember it is sunday for the game no he's, <laughs> he's, he's he hasn't really featured eight appearances six starts made seven at burton in the first half of the campaign he's played at both left back and left center back so Probably not the number of minutes that the you know the, the club would have liked to have gotten into him when they sent him out on loan. I guess they obviously ended the, the Burton loan and sent him off to Fleetwood, hoping he'd get more under his belt. But it's just not really worked out for him now. And he'll be a curious one in the summer because he's he's not a kid anymore, is he? I know he signed a new deal before he went to Burton last summer, but he must be now 23, 22, 23. Uh-huh. So he's not a kid. You're going to have to make a decision because if you want to register him, he's going to take up a squad place. And presumably, do we look to loan him out again to a League One side and hopefully he gets more minutes? Or do we look to maybe cut our losses and sell him? I don't, I don't know. It'd be a strange summer for him. There's going to be some tough choices, aren't there? Yeah. Um, this summer. And yeah, it feels like Andabas possibly it's, yeah, it feels like his moment has been and gone, sadly. Whereas... And you think we've got Baggett coming back as well, who's, you know, a couple yeah. of years younger, but potentially further ahead in his development, given that he played pretty consistently for half a season at I don't at think Chilligan. he needs to be registered. Is he young enough to be not registered? He's on, only 20. On so I think he'd, yeah, he'd be okay. I think he's only yeah. 20, isn't he? But ideally, you get a League One loan for him and you don't really need to carry both of them. Any other players that you want to play? We're speculating, obviously, because there might be some last day rotation, some other names you want to stick in there, Seb? Yeah, so Kieran Hayes was the guy that scored the equaliser at Portman Road. He can kind of play wide or forward. He might come in for some game time. Danny Andrew was always the big set piece threat. He kind of uh, he kind of was last season banging in free kicks and getting all the assists from the corners. He won't feature. He's injured. Darnell Johnson, a centre back, is injured. So they have it's not the biggest squad in the world. And they've got a fair few injuries. Harrison Holgate is a centre back who maybe they might look to get some minutes into. And Daniel Batty could come in as well into the midfield positions, given that it's the last day and he might just want to have a, a last look at players before. He makes decisions on them in the summer. Should we do some stats? We like the stats, don't we? For the last time, uh, you've prepared these, so I'm going to leave you to it. Have you not sanity checked them? No, mate. Wow, that's your role. I do it, and then you add credibility and you sanity check them. So, 23 home goals scored is 19th in the league, so pretty poor. 19 of those are from open play, which is 13th, which kind of mirrors their league position. Only four from set pieces. I was surprised at that, given a Scott Brown's side, who I thought would be, you know, physical, etc. I thought they'd be more of a threat from set pieces, but they're not. 13 shots per game is 12th. Only three are on target, which is 21st. That's really poor. That's, you know, relegation kind of form. They're, they're, they're not a side that will will take, uh, will take we'll get many shots on target in 90 minutes. XG is 1.41 per game, but the actual is 1.05. So they're massively underperforming on their XG as well. They brought in Marriott and Stockley to try and fix that in January. So, you know, these are statistics from the whole season. Uh, they might well improve given the bodies they brought up front to try and, to try and solve those issues. Is that an overall XG or a home XG? A home so, XG. Yeah. So, I mean, 1.4 isn't too bad, actually, as it goes for League One. Yeah, creating... Yeah, but they're only, the, they're, the actual is 1.05. But yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's scoring just over a, a goal a game at home, which yeah. is pretty lousy, isn't it? But yeah. And yeah, a lot of the... In terms of possession, not particularly high, under 50%. Passing accuracy below 70%. Um, not too many short passes, but... Yeah, accurate long balls, Seb. There's a there's a good number there, isn't there? Yeah, there are some stats coming now that won't surprise anybody for what they are kind of top of the lists from. So 81 long balls, long balls per game is the fifth highest in the league. 33 accurate long balls per game is the second highest in the league. Nine interceptions per game is sixth highest in the league. Fouls won per game, interesting. So the fouls they win committed against them uh, is nine, which is the joint worst in the league. So I don't know if they're... Do you think their reputation might go ahead of them? Maybe they don't seem to be very good at all at, at winning fouls. But then 
flip reverse it and their uh, fouls committed of 12 per game is the second highest in the league 47 yellows and two reds at home is the fourth worst in the league and their overall disciplinary record home and away is 107 yellows and five reds which is overall the worst in the league so I think you can see there it's fair to say they might be a side maybe in the mould of their manager from his former kind of playing days Dirty Northern Bastards, I think, is what we're all wow. thinking. Wow. <laughs> I'm having some fun as well tonight. I might as well say what <laughs> I'm thinking. But yeah, I think maybe you're right. I think referees, uh, if you're if you're pulling all kinds of naughty tricks, I think you're less likely to get some sympathy, aren't you? So there's a factor there. And yeah, defensively, not great. No, but I mean, they've only conceded 23 goals at home. So I know that's one a game, but it's, it's it's not bad compared to some of the awful dross in the league. You know, 13 of those are from open play, which is the 16th uh, worst. Nine goals conceded from set pieces is the joint second worst in the league. So they are very vulnerable to set pieces. And given how amazing we are at set pieces, you'd like to think we can take advantage of that on, uh, on Sunday. Seven clean sheets kept uh, at home is 13th in the league. 14 shots conceded per game is the second highest in the league. So they're pretty rubbish at defending set pieces and they're pretty rubbish at stopping teams having shots against them. So, yeah, they are they are struggling defensively-wise at home. A lot of people, uh, Steve, another red incoming this weekend, FPL Tractor, anyone a walking red card or any any? Hopefully Rooney will get his comeuppance and get sent yeah. off for his shithousery at Portman Road last November or December, whenever it was. Yeah, maybe two yellow cards to make him the stat leader in League One for yellow cards. Uh, but otherwise, it's not, I mean, yeah, there's not, Josh Feller might be a little bit dirty. Toto might be a little bit as well, perhaps. But yeah, interesting one there. Uh, yeah. And in terms of uh, spectac- they're conceding a lot less than the chances they're giving up in yeah. terms of XG. So yeah, it's, I mean, overall at this point, Seb, it's largely about which version of Ipswich turns up, isn't it? Rather than maybe what Fleetwood can do. There's no pressure on them. It's if, if we want to win the league, if we want to get 100 goals, 100 points, it's kind of, on us, and we'll be back just, in a just second. Just score five in the first 30 minutes again. Let's do that. Easy. Yeah, um, easy. We'll be back in a sec to talk about us. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge with more to follow. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, worth noting, uh, thanking um, Peter and Innovation Labs for their support of the pre-match show this season. If you want to find out more about Innovation Labs, if you work from home like, like I do, 
or are traveling in the county and want a, you know, a hot desk to, to set yourself up from and involved in AI and all that kind of IT stuff, then can do worse than having a look at Innovation Labs and um, figuring out their, their offering for you there. So um, thank you to Peter again and Innovation Labs for supporting us this season. And in terms of Ipswich, um, and this is where we want to hear from you folks in the chat, so give us your thoughts. McKenna's been a little bit cryptic about a few injuries. I don't know if those are people slipping injuries. over in town or yeah. <laughs> what have you, uh, slipping off shoulders on people outside revs. But uh, do you think there might be a bit of rotation? Well, he said we've got a few niggles and stuff, haven't we? So I guess potentially maybe we might look to see a couple of changes. Hopefully everyone's fit and they deserve just to go out and, you know, score and early and a bit like last last saturday let's have a bit of a a bit of a party in the stands and stuff i mean if we do see some rotation i guess maybe don ball might get a bit of a run maybe Danassian at right back potentially you know uh i i think i'd low maybe ladapo up front for hurst if if, if certain players can't make it but if it's the the normal the settled 11 that we've become so used to for the last eight weeks i'd be perfectly happy with that but i like the press conference where he said there were a few a few injuries with a few little niggles and i, I just like it because came out and just said some of the lads are absolutely hanging yeah. they're not, I think he alluded it. to it didn't he yeah he was it a bit more open wasn't he? Yeah. yeah but uh, worth just reiterating the history that might happen um, if we score at least one goal we become the 142nd side since 1888 to reach a century of EFL goals that'd be the fourth time in our history that we managed to do that previously the 55 56 and 56 57 seasons so a double bubble of 100 goal seasons for us there but obviously the 60 61 division one champions scored over 100 goals and Ray Crawford had 40 of those in 42 games but Seb 100 points 100 goals we could equal a record that's only matched by one current team yeah, it would be phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah, Man City in seventeen eighteen in the Premier League have done it. I saw my mate Anthony commented in the chat earlier saying they did it with six less games, which is true, but he's, he's just trolling me to try and wind me up. So yeah, I'll text him some abuse afterwards. Um, but yeah, for, from an EFL point of view, it's never been done. And I, I, I think that would be phenomenal. You know, I, I know bizarrely we're sat here and we're top of pretty much every stat in the league and we're probably going to finish with 100 points and 100 goals and yet somehow not win the league, which seems crazy. So I'd like them to get this acknowledgement, you know, set a new record for the EFL. As, as, as being fully deserved for the hard work that absolutely everybody has put in for the last kind of nine months or so. They really deserve it. And hopefully they'll go out there and put on another decent performance and just, you know, smash them to pieces and finish with <laughs> 102, 103 goals and hopefully set a fans. record that hopefully will last, you know, for, for years to come. Yeah, here, here. Uh, let's have a look at the chat. Big cheese comedy. Let's hope Chappers scores and secures the golden boot and we keep a clean sheet so Walton gets the golden glove. Yeah. Uh, Who have Bolton got? Because Traff is the only person that can catch them, haven't they? Bolton have got. Um, I don't know. Bolton are playing at the weekend, but they're they're, they're, they're away. Okay, right. So yeah, Trafford's I think he's one behind, isn't he? Going to this last round of games. So hopefully, um, James uh, Collins will add what his name is. Collins will score early, and then um, then Bolton can relax a little. Uh, Neil's confident as well. Along come Ipswich five. Neil he says, uh, Romeo F. Borsi takes out Rudy. Will he be suspended at the start of next season? I think yes, he will. Yes. Yeah, we can confirm that. Uh, Noel Blimey, six nil, written all over it. He's confident as well. Michael, uh, uh, high press, early goals, 100 goals, whatever points. Easy, guys. It's so easy, isn't it? When you can chat about it on the podcast. Uh, FPL tracks, to be fair, fleet with five red cards. It's only one more than Ryan Innes <laughs> this season. So, in a way, they're very well, yeah, all relative when it. Compared to Charlton's Ryan, it is uh, Sab Jolly, alcohol knocks, hangovers. Yes, I think we can make our own conclusions. Uh, Clark is probably the most likely to have got a niggle. <laughs> uh, Wolf, too. There we go. Lovely professionalism. That's what we want. Uh, everyone's speculating who might be missing on Sunday. Hopefully, everyone will be back to full fitness by that point. Um, Michael, is this the game for both our formats to score? We want the narrative, Seb. 100th goal to be scored by Harry Clark from 20 yards. Thunderbird. No, ja- Janoy from, uh, from 20 yards. That Janoy. Brilliant and fitting, yeah. Danassian and ending off the season with a goal would be absolutely brilliant. During Matt Holland scored against Derby back in what was it 20, 20 it was years ago? Now. Yesterday, I think, yeah, tw- 20 years ago. Yeah, so let's get 5 0 up. Clark can score, and then Danassian gets a run out for the last 10 minutes and side foots home, uh, to, to celebrate the, the sixth goal of the afternoon to put us on 105 goals for the season. 
Uh, Norman, with all this talk of, about 100 points on the goals, what do you think our points and goals would have been if we'd had our January signings all season? We'd, we'd be unbeaten. We'd have won the league three <laughs> weeks ago. And yeah, we'd, we'd probably, when would we have won it? Um, Charlton at home, maybe even before then. But yeah, we'd have been unbeaten. Then we'd be, we'd be talked about in the same breath as the Arsenal Invincible side. Well, given given Nathan Broadhead is yet to lose a game in his last two seasons, then yeah, if we'd had him from the start of the season, then... We'd have been unbeaten for the whole of the season, haven't we? Uh, Romeo, how many times have you all watched out <laughs> at 25 this week? Uh, what a masterpiece. We need to pay massive credit to the media yeah. team, Harry, Jacob, Marcus. I'm sure I've forgotten someone. Mikey, uh, Jacob, they all do a massive, uh, they do a great job there. Um, and that is an absolute masterpiece down in 25. Um, what I, I, I've, I've been thinking this, I've seen it mentioned on Twitter and the Telegram group as well. I, is this time to bring back the season review, Seb? Yeah, I used to buy them every single year in the late 90s, you know, under Burley on VHS. I'd always look forward to them coming out. Some of them were horrific. Some of the editing on those ones were really <laughs> bad. I remember they rushed the playoff semi-final out and we, we oh, started the game by it. running. We run out against uh, it's Warsaw on the last day and then yeah. it randomly cuts to the Reebok. It's really weird. So I don't know. I mean, in this day and age of internet and all that kind of stuff, I'm guessing they probably won't bother doing a season review given the goals are so easy to find elsewhere and so many fans have done kind of tribute videos in the last week or so. But that, that town in 25 is absolutely phenomenal. I must have watched it 10 times this week. No exaggeration. It's just, yeah, absolutely brilliant to keep reliving those, those memories. Yep. Um, Marty, I think we'll smash him at least six, uh, <laughs> even with the lads having a hell of a hell of a hangover from the Russian parties. Uh, Matt, if we do win the title, will Rich sing the Super Kiramis? I, yeah, I, I always, I mean, I sang some of it, didn't I, on the um pod last week? Um, and then FPL Tractor in Paul Cook's voice, yeah, brilliant. Um, well. Who knows what might happen um, on Monday? Let's uh, let's wait and see, shall we? Let's wait and see. Uh, Bomber, Harry's Harris. I think I've watched Tanner twenty five at least twenty five times. I think that feels like it's necessary. And Norman asking a very pertinent question: When will Seb be wearing the t-shirt with Rich's face on? Uh, that'll be the start of next season, won't it, Seb? Well, I think I might have messed up for the second year running and booked a holiday that's going to avoid the first game. I know it started All in right. July this year because well, the World next Cup. Game well, that. we said home game, didn't we? So if I'm not around probably can't do it i think i'm in the states if, if the season starts the weekend of the 4th or 5th of august which it probably will i think i'm in the states so unfortunately um yeah i guess it's off really isn't it yeah that's a load of bullshit isn't it um <laughs> if i never come back for a, for a game <laughs> I'd, I'd just waste my season ticket for a year or don't tell I don't, you just i don't want you to wear my a picture a t-shirt with my face on yeah, in you public do. you can't wait you on can the think podcast of a, witty, is fine. a witty slogan that's going to embarrass me and i've got to wear it for yeah Rich is a, a super genius predictor. Yeah, yeah we yeah, need to get yeah. a Brooklyn Nine-Nine type reference on there, don't we? Uh, HCH, uh, ask us the real stuff. Thoughts on the five-year, 935 million Sky EFL deal. It enables more finances with the squad. It starts for the season after next. Yeah, and five out of, of 12. Extra coverage. Yeah, five out of 12 championship games per week are going to be on telly. So I guess we'll suddenly start seeing Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're going to have to obviously create these new time slots. I know we occasionally get one on a Sunday or sometimes at kind of half 12 on a Saturday, but we might start seeing Friday games and they better, yeah, they're going to have to move stuff around because that's an awful lot of live football that you can't show at 3 p.m. at the moment. Obviously, the regulations might change in time for 2024, 2025, but it only can be good news if more money's coming you know, further down the pyramid. As long and as it's equitable, right? As long as It, it looks it, like it is, though, because the share between games, it's like 350 championship games and then... 250 league one 250 league two so i think it, it's much closer split than it has been in in previous years i think i mean it must have only but been... if it's more money into the coffers and then relegated premier league teams have parachute money as well well yeah that's true, what i mean yeah. there's a lot of money sloshing around for those teams so it would be good if there was some kind of consideration to avoid to avoid that you know even, you know be. gilding their nest even more as it were but um hopefully hch we won't matter because we'll be in the division above um, wouldn't that be nice eh? uh, Paul... I get used to it because when we're in Europe and you know, the Champions League television schedules are a nightmare so oh, this we is won't like have 3pm ever will we good prep for us for kind of five years time yeah Thursday night 8 o'clock like Brighton uh, Paul one of the South West support branch guys let's not forget the incredible 45th anniversary of our FA Cup win tomorrow to win the league would just be perfect uh, Sam odds on Plymouth conceding a 90 plus minute long range deflected shot to have, I mean, it more likely, Sam, the other way around, right? Um, no, well done. Well, a good irony, though, wouldn't it? It'd be excellent irony if yeah, Ellis, Ellis Harrison. Harrison, yeah, bangs one in. Yeah, there we go. The deflects off James Wilson. 
uh, Bomber Harris, can you imagine a night in the town with Clark Burns and Chappers? It would be carnage. Yes, I think so. Um, everyone speculated whether Ed might be in Christchurch Park. I don't think I've got any thoughts. He's on touring, that. isn't he, in the States? Yeah. He just won his court case yesterday, but I think he's got live gigs planned in, in the States. It'll be interesting if he keeps his sponsorship going, obviously. His new album came I out think, today, so... Haven't they confirmed got... that? Have they? For next I year? Thought, I thought it was confirmed for another season, yeah. I might be wrong. Oh, okay. I thought that Let was me know in the chat if I've got that wrong. Okay. Um, should we do some bits of pluggery for the last time? We've already obviously already thanked Innovation Lab. We need to say a massive thank you to the Greyhound, the busiest pub i'm that sure in switch last saturday absolutely brilliant i i got down there early i got there at i think five past ten thinking <laughs> this will be all right i'll walk in and i'll be okay and there's only one booth left at the time and yeah that was phenomenal a huge thank you to dan and all the staff because you know the no one was waiting too long at the bars we were all getting the glasses cleaned it was absolutely brilliant so yeah top work to all those guys at the greyhound really, really deserve that success yeah steve there uh, i just leave that one up there all the time shouldn't i that comment you are right rich we know. Oh, so, yeah, so Sheeran is okay. Sheeran is confirmed. Okay, yeah. Cool. So thank you to Dan and the team at the Greyhound. As FBL track says, track, a ground is awesome. So yeah, we'll um, and they'll be open on Monday for the thing at the Christchurch Park as well. So if you want to head there pre and post, the Greyhound is just I walk and hop, skip and a jump over the road. So do head there as well. Um, merch store. If you want to get a Blue Monday hoodie. Um, 15% off from tomorrow or Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this. So do fill your boots. I know there's lots of promotion of stuff right now and other podcasts also do merch. So we know that you have lots of options. Uh, if you want to support the podcast by buying Blue Monday stuff, we very much appreciate that. But as always, a thumbs up, a subscribe, a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. If you're one of the lovely people listening on podcasts, we recognize and appreciate you guys as well. Telegram, uh, bloombundayitfc.co.uk for the link for everything, but the Telegram link is there. And once the football season's over with Seb, the match day chat becomes an annoying transfer. Your favourite thing. It's already started, hasn't it? There was one earlier in the week about Colby Bishop and the guy at Palace, Raksaki. So, yeah, we'll be fully into transfer. Don't care. Yeah, you'll... you'll... But yeah, so lots miserable. of great stuff. You're so there. miserable. I know, I know. I'm always miserable. But a lot, of, but great community there. A lot of exclusive. We've got an, uh, um, another giveaway that we're going to do down the Telegram group. I'm sure we'll have some exclusive Q and A's and stuff like that going on through the summer as well. So plenty to keep your interest, and obviously a great discussion on all things ITFC as well. So it won't be too many weeks before new kits and friendlies and squad numbers, fixtures and squad numbers. Nerd. So, My favorite day of the year. So you could join us to talk all about that and. The flagship show will be back. We don't, I think there are people available to do it on Sunday, but more likely it might be Mondays, especially if if we win the title at Fleetwood. I think it might be a Monday. So we'll keep an eye on our Twitter. We'll make sure that it's clear when it's coming out in advance, but uh, it's going to be, yeah, hopefully it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, the last flagship, obviously, of the, of the season as well. So join us live for that 8pm, either on Sunday or on Monday. And I've put it off long enough the two winners um and i suspect they're probably not even listening as the as is these the way with these things but are uh, the winners of the two uh, the sets of beer mats from our friends at footy threads you can get your own as well it's james sullivan at jc sullivan one and at abc buster adam bc congratulations we'll get all the details to you so you can sort yourselves out some itfc related beer mats thank you to footy threads for uh, partnering with us on that one let's do a few few more chats before we do uh, we've finalized predictions seb uh, that's what we all want uh the dapo's deflection was pretty decent at plymouth says graham hello graham congratulations on promotion as well we'll see you next season hope you'll be in the chat with us throughout and we wish plymouth all the very best in the championship but we hope that you stutter tomorrow on sunday uh what else have we got here? Um, Kirk, my whole head has peeled after getting, but you and Craig both in the sun there. Um, uh, Michael must say Plymouth have done really well over two seasons. Great to see yeah. them go up with us. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, thank you, Big Cheese Comedy. Thank you, Chaps, for your season's effort. Appreciate that. Charlie D wants an orange away kit. I think we'd all love an orange away kit. Gary, will there be a BM Summer Social? I'm sure we'll figure something out. Curry of some kind or something like that. Definitely, Gary. Uh, probably via telegram so another reason to get involved there uh could you do an ashes pod to see us three seb rank, rank rank cricket in your top 10 things of things you care about 790 seconds <laughs> so paul uh yeah not 
certainly not this pair of podcasters but i think craig and dave there is a but if, you, if, you, if you like cricket, telegram. Come on telegram we've got a cricket group which i mute but yeah they, they're always talking about cricket stuff you know yeah we don't those, those about, one yeah. day internationals or whatever they talk i don't know yep bail bales yep yeah priestess yeah Dickie there's, Davis. A, there's a there's a he's a well, let's, no is um dicky bird that's it Dickie yeah. Bird, that's it. Yeah, uh, Paul, there is a there is a non football chat which generally is cricket and Popmaster, also in Telegram. I think we've done enough of that. Let's have a look at predictions for the final time. And not a vintage week, so lots of red there. But you and I cancelling each other out. Me unable to get a correct result, but lots of correct outcomes. You with your correct prediction for Bolton, Fleetwood, and three others, which means that, yeah, I've got a four round advantage and, yeah, a good point. So, chunky points advantage as well. So, congratulations. The list of things I care about predictions is (laughs) 793rd underneath cricket. Where's that? Where's where's Steve's message? Where is that? Let me stick that back up on the screen. There he is. You are there. It is. We'll just leave that on there for a second. We have done some predictions. It's a bit difficult. The last day always throws up some kind of weird oddities, doesn't it? So I don't. Given we can't come back and check the results, we'll look at these very briefly. Uh, let me remove that comment because um, otherwise it's going to block some of the fixtures. Uh, what have we got, Seb? So. Let's have a look at us. We're all predict. Oh, you guys are going for clean sheets. Yeah. I'm predicting a weird, fluky goal. But then I predicted Exeter would do that last week and it didn't happen. So 3-1 for me, 2-0 for you, 5-0 for Neil. Thank you to Neil and many of our Telegram members for getting involved in the predictions. He's going for a 5-0. He said, we haven't won 5-0 yet this season, so we'll go for a 5-0. But we're all pretty <laughs> confident Ipswich will do the business. And look at us. Look at, look at us. <laughs> look at us. Can you imagine? Um, we're all predicting play with the drop points. Obviously... <laughs> Heart overhead there, right? Yeah, I, I like last week when I think I predicted Wednesday to drop points at, at Shrewsbury and it didn't happen. I think that's pretty much head overall, at heart overruling head there, let's be honest. Yeah, so we'll wait and see. Uh, in terms of other bits and pieces of business, I mean, it's the playoffs, isn't it? It's yeah, there's kind of a playoff dress rehearsal. It's Sheffield Wednesday are playing Derby and that could well be how it finishes for, for the playoffs next week and stuff. So I've gone for a draw, Neil's gone for a draw and you've gone for a Sheffield Wednesday win. So if they were to win, what have you done for Peterborough? I think Peterborough will still lose at Barnsley. I think okay. Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley will want to to win before the playoffs, won't they? They'll want to go in with confidence. So I think they'll be all guns blazing to finish on a high. Sheffield Wednesday, 96 points, obviously. I think that will give them some confidence as well albeit it just enhances that record of the record points finished without a promotion but i i just don't see any drama there necessarily i don't think derby have got it in them to win at hillsborough so very very briefly give me your playoff winners prediction assuming it's derby wednesday barnsley and bolton i think sheffield wednesday might do it i hope they do i hope they do i think having seen them all recently uh, burnley barnsley were the best there was a spell in the first half. It was really, really impressive. But I really hope Wednesday do. I know there's a lot of banter with the Owls talk site and the kind of jibbing between the two sets of fans. But if you get 96, if they win and get 96 points, they they deserve to go up the, uh, you know, get the the playoff position. So hopefully they'll rally around a little bit and then and then get up because yeah, they'll deserve that if they get that points total. They will. Uh, let's see what the chat has to say. Get us your predictions in. We've also got an, we've got we've left a little bit of extra time because we've got a, an extra bonus feature to say goodbye to League One. A, a, an oldie is going to be brought back very briefly. Uh, Neil confirming DD loves cricket. Um, Harland, uh, good luck from an Exeter fan. Thank you, Harland. We wish Exeter all the best for next season as well. Yep. Uh, thank you to Paul. Uh, appreciate that. The title-winning flagship show next week. Uh, Paul's not appreciating our cricket response there for this night. Fair do. Uh, Martin, have you got a League One player from this season you think would fit well into the McKenna system next year? Uh, Anderson at Barnsley, centre back. Do you think? Yeah, maybe. I think we're now shopping in a different pool, aren't we? I yeah. mean, even we were waxing lyrical about Banny ba- Barry Bannon for so long, but I don't think I'd have him now either. So no, yeah, I think you're right. I'd have Cooper. I'd have Cooper over Walton. No, back up. He's younger, <laughs> isn't he? He's younger, yeah. isn't he? So. 
Okay. Uh, Nick is going for a 6-0. There we go. Uh, Matt, I'm waiting for Seb to charge Rich to throw a copper kettle over a pub. That's a great shout. Yeah. Uh, Bob is There's going your Blue three... Monday summer content right there. <laughs> we'll film it as well. Uh, I get to pick the pub, though. Uh, Matt's going 5. Romeo's going 3-2. He's going for a crazy last day. Neil's predicting Barnsley. Uh, Kirk, this is also un like that. I'm thinking I'll wake up to a demolition due to an obscure rules breach. Wow. Uh, demotion, he says. Wow. Uh, Kirk, um, that's almost like I've said that. Uh, we need we need to yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, Michael, he's given us the scores as well in a five-year chapter. Davis Clark, Lee, and JD uh Raksaki, a League One player, albeit he's a he's a Premier League player on loan, isn't he? Let's be honest. So I, I agree. Where'd you play him though? Where'd you play him, FBL? Uh Bombers hoping for Barnsley going up. Um uh, what else have we got? Connor Bradley again, another low knee, Premier League yeah. low knee. So, yeah, Sam I think Klopp came out this week. He said he's going to get a chance in the hey. squad next year. Came out, tick. Sevism. We haven't had huge on the grass and all that, have we? Uh, let's do our let's do our final feature. We want to get your thoughts on this as well. Uh, it means I get to play this theme music one more time. <laughs> For three seasons, I think, it's, is it four years, three seasons? Ipswich have languished in League One. It's taken a long time to figure out our nonsense. Finally, we're up. Football Room 101 this week is your the moment you want to conspire, conspire to the footballing dustbin from our years in League One. A specific moment, incident from our fixtures, from anything surrounding the club in that time. Seb and I are going to give you um, our thoughts, but we want to hear your options as well. The worst moment, the moment which had your head in your hands or you banging your head on the keyboard or uh, walking out of Portman Road in disgust uh, during our time in League One. It was a bit of a toil at times, wasn't it, Seb? Do you want to go first? I will do. I'll Spoiler alert, I think you're going to win this, but I've gone for the 7th of December 2021, Charlton 2, Ipswich Town nil. A Christian Walton masterclass to stop us from wow. losing five or six. There you go. Lee, Lee might mean the four four. To be fair, he might mean the four. Or, okay. Um, but yeah, a, a Christian Walton masterclass to keep the score down. We had no manager. Cook had, had left a couple of weeks beforehand. Charlton had 22 shots, 10 on target. We had zero shots on target, and then Toto goes over at the full time whistle. And there's a scuffle with some fans. A fan gets on the pitch and pushes Walton as we're trying to sign him. Brilliant. Well done, mate. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, that we were right back where we started. We'd had the, I was torn. I was going to pick some of the heavy 3-0 defeats under Cook, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he still had to deal with Hawkins and Drinan as his strike force and stuff. So, you know, this was after the 19 signings had come in. We were also hopeful of a new era and a new dawn, but it, we seem to be right back where we started from. So a horrible, horrible night, but... Like they say in Batman, the dark is dark. The night is dark before the, the dawn. And Mark Ashton swoops. I think we were linked with Neil Harris at the time, but Mark Ashton swoops. Oh, yeah. Neil Harris was a really strong he was, one. He for was, a while, yeah. Wasn't I think he was the favourite round about that time. So I'm thinking, right, brilliant. We're rubbish again. We're going nowhere. We're so far off the promotion spaces, and Neil Harris is about to take over. But we all know what happened. It went brilliant shortly after that. So that, for me, was the, the, the one of the darkest times in the league. So I see that there's some really great ones in the chat that Seb and I have speculated and a few others as well. But I would go for the 1st of January 2020 and uh, Wickham won, Ipswich Town won. But it's not necessarily the match. It's the pre-match where not only did I turn up um, about an hour and a half before kickoff and only get parked in time to... I arrived five minutes into the game. Wickham's a, like one of these places that I'm not going to miss going to watch football at League One level, just at the, a place that doesn't expect or want football in it. And it's just not set up for it. Uh, that was an absolute nightmare. But it was the day of Paul Lambert's contract extension. And having come off the back of that 5-3 defeat at Lincoln, where essentially he should have been out on his ear instead it was kind of like paul the opposite of paul jewell wasn't it who got a stay of execution for winning 5-3 at barnsley paul lambert got a contract extension for losing to lincoln 5-3 yeah. on over christmas and to me that just set us back we should have sacked lambert we should have seen the iceberg but instead evans doubled down made some nonsense via lee o'neill about you know the, this club backs its managers and you don't get anything by chopping and changing well you should have seen that lambert was not a fit 
the fact he's not worked at another club since kind of tells me everything I need to know. So wick him away. That's, so he's, yeah. he's still got 18 months to go on that deal. <laughs> <Is he? laughs> there we go. Let's see what people have, a lot of people pleased to see it back. Yeah, Ruben, I mean, that's, well, Seb's been chomping at the bit to bring it back, isn't he? Uh, Evans into room one. I think we're generally there. I assume you mean Marcus. Not Lee. As well there. <laughs> Lee Evans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kirk also say Marcus Evans into the bin as well. Uh, he did Lee's, write off the debt, folks. Let's remember that to be fair uh, to him. Yeah. Uh, Lambert's five-year contract, I think FPL and I it, yeah, yeah, it is the winner. The, the five-year contract is the winner. Um, Paul going for... All league one referees, yeah. Why yeah. not? Uh, Steve go for the Barrow nil nil. We said when I talked that about was that, my, that, yeah, was, that was my second yeah, choice. Well. I, I didn't go for that because it was cup, but yeah, I think that was just after Charlton, wasn't it? Or yeah, well, I think that was Cook's last game, wasn't it? Or I know, no, okay, I know that. Oh yeah, sorry, oh, the yeah, it would have been his last game, and the replay, the the the, the replay was under McGreal, wasn't it? The defeat, yeah. Uh, big cheese comedy, last minute goals conceded, get room through one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, imagine the points total if we if yeah we like. E.G. E. Fleetwood at home if we'd held on there. Uh, Nick Lincoln winning this season. Yeah. At least, go, at least clarified it to the 4 4 at Charlton. Yeah. yeah. Fair point. Uh, FPL Green. Yeah. Strong from Seb. Horrible day, especially for you, FPL Tractor, uh, with Charlton family, I guess. Uh, oof, that was bad, says Charlie. Was it on Sky? A game, I don't think, I think it was on I remember watching it on iFollow. Yeah. yeah, um, Nick's go for Plymouth equalizing a few months back. Matt, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I do, but hey, it, it, it necessitated the signing of Sam Morsey, though, didn't it? And it definitely didn't happen again since after that one. Uh, Romeo, yeah, bleak night. Um, a lot of support for your one, Seb. There you go. I was at that chart game, HCS. Um, that was painful. Barrow says Neil uh, Bomber. I thought about this one as well. Ipswich won Peterborough four, yeah. so that our form stuttered didn't it, after Lammer got his new deal, and there was a moment where we kind of thought it might kick into life, and then we were just absolutely. That was a tonking. Bizarrely, the weekend before that, we beat Lincoln to go top of the league. Yeah, and that yeah. was the next game, and then it really fell apart. Then we lose to Sunderland, we lose to Coventry. We, you know, we ended up with the COVID catal season finishing eleventh or whatever it was. So bizarrely, a week before that, yeah, we were we were top of the league. Strange. Yeah, and then we yeah, it was a shocking performance that one. Yeah, I guess uh, you know that was when we were struggling to beat top six teams as well. And it just it just cemented that narrative that they well, we were flat track bullies as we talked about earlier. Charlie mentions the FA Cup. Nick talking about the Lincoln game as well. Uh, Bond goal line miss that was the end of him and us going up. Uh, which game was that, Michael? Might need to remind us about that one. Obviously, there's the Cheltenham miss, but that was he went on a run of goal scoring form after that, wasn't he? Uh, Charlie worried about Neil Harris. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, Cheltenham away 21 22. You were there for that one, weren't you? I was with Anthony. Yeah, that was Anthony, the long yeah. that was I think that's Anthony's one game last season, to be fair. So that's probably why he's a I think that's his, his only kind of miserable League One experience. Uh, Lambert's contract extension says Nick uh, HCH the judge fee referee oh I forgot about that bar. I completely forgot about that that's a great shout in a shocking game as well HCH wasn't it Northampton nil at home yeah. that's some really crap games against Northampton didn't we uh, room 101 refs making up their own rules in the mist and the fog yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair shout Charlie D yeah. uh, Kirk uh, water under the bridge and all that but I wonder whether Marcus thought if he saw the scenes on Saturday the coach I wonder what Marcus Evans thought yeah um well, as I talked about before, it's kind of like when you see your ex out with someone who's taller, stronger, tanned, more rich than you are, isn't it? It's kind of, oh, um, there you go. I uh, can't believe you guys Paul Lambert won the Champions League, apparently. Oh, no, come on now. Uh, the, yeah, and I mentioned this one as well, the exciting triple side yeah. of, uh, yeah, Hunt Hawkins, Connell? Connell, is that right? Ward. Cornell. Oh, Di Cornell, Di Stephen Cornell. Ward, and Ollie Hawkins. All on the same day, weren't they? All stood in front of the training ground with socially with distanced two meters apart of covid yeah. yeah and yeah what a time to be alive signing those three to sort out your pre your pre-season issues i think uh neil sums it up neatly in terms of our recollections and the things that we want to conspire to the footballing dustbin ultimately it's time wasting and it's small grounds yeah uh we will not miss that thank you everyone for your contributions our football room 101 hopefully that's uh reminded you of what we were saying goodbye to from sunday onwards it's uh it's been a tough few years uh but championship football to look forward to on this podcast next season we'll be looking we'll be a lot more data for us Seb won't uh, yeah and Ward not Hunt there you go so memorable a uh, lot more data for us to chomp into as well uh, should we play the theme music once more before we say goodbye let's do that yeah. and if you want to shout out uh, now's the time to get it into the chat any last predictions as well
everyone thank you so much for all of your contributions your uh in the chat not only today in this show but throughout the season obviously a memorable campaign but the joy we get from this show is the interaction with you guys people in the comments people on telegram and people in the greyhound having a chat and just chatting football and hopefully as I say, this show's got a bit of a niche in giving you the insights and making you feel like a little bit of an expert when it comes to Fleetwood. And as we say, next season, it'll be great to talk about bigger teams in bigger matches, including them lot up the road. I want to say thank you to Innovation Labs. Thank you to the Greyhound. As always, Keep please give them your support. Please also give the flagship show your support if, as and when uh, that is scheduled as well. I want to say a big thank you to Seb, all your research, all your crap predictions which have made me feel amazing after a year of being crap in football room 101 last year but uh thank you to everyone as well particularly the folks who have helped us with the predictions mark beck matt macon neil wilmore fpl tractor mark w uh, thank you guys for your contributions to the show as well um and i think that's it from me anyone you want to say thank you to before we do some shout out seb a huge shout out as always to FPL for his help with the Charlton games and a yep. thank you to my mate Kieran who helped me with the Burnley prep for the FA Cup game back in January. And thank you to you for all the hosting. You have to sanity check my script and correct all my errors and then you very kindly push the buttons at the right time and hold my hand through these things because I'm technologically challenged. So thank you mate for your help. I mean we started this thing at the start of last season. We were getting, was it 200, 300 views per show and this Funny. year it's gone. Yeah, on YouTube, yeah. This year it's gone crazy. So a huge thank you to every single one of you that's ever left a comment or given us a thumbs up or interacted. It's much, much appreciated. And hopefully we'll, uh, yeah, be back next season for bigger and better things. It helps when the, you're, the, you're talking about It does about help when you're amazing well. at football and everyone's Just in a good Keep that room. going, please, yeah. Mark, Kieran, everyone yeah. at Ipswich Town, please. It does help us. Uh, thank you to, to Kirk. Appreciate that. Um, what else have we got? Uh, cheers, HCH, uh, Big Cheese at Nort 12. Rudy sent off prediction coming in there as well. Thank you, Big Cheese Company. Uh, living by your name there on that one. Steve, see you at Fleetwood Company Blues. Two Nails says lead champions in brackets. Uh, thank you, FPL, for all of your um, contributions as well. Thank you for the nice comment, Nick, as well. Cheers, Charlie. Um, an easy 2 deal to us, and we will be champions. Uh, thank you to Michael as well. Uh, don't forget, it's World Naked Guarding Day on Saturday. Well, there you go um thanks michael just in case um brilliant stuff says romeo uh blue bm and telegram of really nice things thank you for that uh cheers bomber cheers there you go anthony no problem salute you guys and paul and the southwest guys neil as well thank you everyone um final word for you seb see you in the championship see you in the championship do i need to do my we need we've got a tradition now i've got to do it haven't i yeah go on one last come on you blues The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.